Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. To look to the U.S. and allies for aid and support, the American people are calling on elected leaders to engage to help with higher costs of gas and supporting freedom abroad. What do lawmakers do? What are the conversations happening in our nation's capital? Representative Blake Moore, representative from the 1st District here in the state of Utah, is going to take us behind the scenes for some of the things we ought to maybe rethink in terms of the impact here and abroad. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Very pleased to have join us on the program today, Representative Blake Moore. Representative, thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Boyd. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a heavy time uh, in Washington D.C. A lot of very weighty things going on as it relates to Ukraine and what Russia aggression looks like and acts like. Uh, give us a, a sense, a little behind the scenes, in terms of what you're seeing and sensing, what your colleagues are, are sensing at this point. Yeah, I've described it as, as a heavy time to, to several people. <laughs> it's funny you use that term because it's not just for Washington, D.C. This is a heavy time for Americans. Um, it is, it's part of who we are to stop this madness, to come in and, and, and be that, that presence of good in the world, to and it, it's tough. My constituents are constantly reaching out about what they can do with respect to, to stopping this, this, this just evil war from, from Putin um, and unnecessary, unnecessary uh, attack on these Ukrainian people. It's the saddest thing, and, and uh, it's, it's, just, it's tough to try to strike this balance of what we do in response to all this. Yeah. I know one of the things that uh, is on the horizon this week, obviously, is uh, is some of the things that the government has decided we can do, about $10 billion worth of spending. Uh, I, I've been frustrated that uh, this isn't standing alone as a vote as opposed to being dumped into one more sky is falling, we have to fund the government before a shutdown uh, kind of bill. What's the sense back there? Yeah, we're actually just getting into it right now. Um, but you're exactly right. Uh, if this becomes another political ploy to put inside another bill, it's, it's not going to have the broad support that it, that, that it otherwise would. Nothing gets done back here in a you know one topic, one vote type of situation, which is what I love watching about our state legislature back home is you know we, we're able to address things more individually. And uh, the unwillingness to do that 
because they want to leverage this to be able to get broad support so they can do the funding mechanism so they can even do other COVID relief. Like that's just, it's, it's, it's absurd. And so we're just trying to sift through it all right now. Yeah. And I think that's so important what you raised there, Congressman, in terms of this could have been a bipartisan, probably nearly unanimous uh, vote, which which is not only important in, in terms of just what's happening here, but the message to our allies uh, and to our enemies around the world. Uh, but now we'll end up with, you know, some big convoluted continuing resolution spending bill uh, that some just will not vote for. And so then that sends a very conflicted message. And, and to me, that doesn't help us as the United States of America. No, it doesn't help us at all. It's not what the American people want out of their their elected representatives. Well, one of the things that we've been uh, tracking and watching, uh, obviously, uh, Israeli uh, Prime Minister Bennett, uh, of course, went over, met with Vladimir Putin, has been part of some uh, conversations. Israel, of course, is an important ally to the United States. I know you took a, a recent trip uh, over to Israel. Tell us about that and how that's playing into the, the broader scope of things. Yeah, in fact, Russia was brought up and like, the attack happened while I was in. The initial invasion actually happened while I was in Israel. Um, obviously, very concerned uh, government there with respect to Russia. They, they have to interact with Russia in a very unique situation with what's going on on their borders in Syria. So they have to maintain an open dialogue with Russia, which I always it, it agree needs to, needs to take place. The more, more open dialogue that we're able to have is, is good, but I was a little I was disheartened to, to, to see that Prime Minister Bennett not be able to, to make any gains um, from his meeting with, with Putin. Um, and I, you know, they're not going to have the kind of leverage over Russia Israel is not going to have the leverage over Russia to, to thwart this continual onslaught. Um, that, that onslaught, the, what, Russia is to a point where it feels like they're to a point of no return, and Putin is going to continue on with this humanitarian crisis in this, in this war, and, and we need to continue to react as an as a international community to you know, get out of supporting them in any way, shape, or form. And that's obviously primarily energy and then also supplying Ukraine with any lethal aid that they need. That yeah. we can possibly give them. I'm encouraged to see some of the discussions about actually getting them planes via Poland. That's that's happened over the last 48 hours, and I'm sure I'll work with some of my colleagues on armed services to to understand a little bit more about the the plans there. Yeah, all of that is is so important and so vital, especially as we look at the humanitarian. Uh, relief that's, that's clearly needed as, as we go from somewhere between 1.7 to almost 2 million refugees. Uh, I, I was reminding listeners today that uh, that's like two-thirds of the state of Utah leaving in 10 days. And going places where there, there are people leaving strollers at the subway stations, right, just to, to help. People in Germany are showing up. We have one extra room. They're holding up signs. Uh, right. There's no way to accept that many that quickly. But that's how desperate the situation is. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, things. Obviously, the sanctions continue to be a, a big topic in terms of what's happening to Russia, the debate over uh, accepting Russian oil. I know this has been an area that you have been focused on, not just over the course of the last 10 days. Uh, this has been something that's been on your mind uh, since you got into elected office, uh, and that is our energy independence. You can pull up speeches that we made back on the House floor last February, 13 months ago, about the secretarial order, about the Keystone Pipeline. This, this, in my opinion, is one of President Biden's most egregious fatal flaws of his time in office so far. For no reason, there is no reason to rely on an ounce of Russian oil 
when we can process it, we can do it better here in America. We can do it with better environmental standards. I am hypersensitive to the, the need to reduce emissions, and it doesn't help us to rely on foreign and particularly bad actors uh, with, with respect to this. So this, this is something that we've been we've been trying to beat this drum, and particularly because my committee assignment on natural resources, and now I'm the ranking member on oversight and investigation. And that's right up this alley of holding the administration accountable and providing the information that, 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 that Americans or my own resident, you know, my own constituents in the first district can know what it is that, you know, there's, there, there's, there's no reason, there's no good reason for this. And, and boy, it's political. Mm. The environmental groups that are fringe environmental groups that have that weigh so much, they yield so much control over the Democrat Party right now, I mean, it's appeasing them. That's why it was day one without any real thought to what this is going to ultimately do. And it's limiting our potential. It immediately raised energy prices, you know, 12 months ago. And now we're all grappling with that. And now we have an impossible decision to make on do we, do we bump that up another notch with how much it's going to cost. And I, I think Americans are like, I don't care what it takes. We have to get away from any dependence upon uh, on Russian oil. Now, Russian oil isn't as much, it's much smaller than their natural gas. That's what is really going to be difficult for Europe to to move away from and um, for us to be able to ramp up these efforts while Biden administration has really kind of tightened everything with respect to leases, with respect to regulation on, on, on doing it. When we have, I've seen it, it's been estimated that we can do it 42% cleaner than Russia can and that's where we need to lead out and, and, and you know, help our European partners so they don't have to be relying on anything with respect to Russia because it's enabled Putin's egregious activity. All right. And I'm going to squeeze in one more question here. Uh, and that is uh, as part of your uh, maybe kind of the backstory to your trip to Israel, uh, but also looking at something that is really flying under the radar now, and that's uh, dealing uh, with Iran. Yeah, so the, the JCPOA, Everybody's focus right now is on Ukraine, where it should be. But President Biden has just an, a, an unwillingness to look at what took place in the previous administration, in the Trump administration, and say what good came out of this. The, P, the JCPOA is a bad deal, right? It, it's a deal that will enable Iran to enrich uranium faster. And they're countering it with there's a little more oversight from the, the IAEA. Well, Iran has found ways to extend that timeline um, or, or, or create a 30-day clause in there so they don't get inspectors in there as quickly as they need to. Iran's ideology is to combat, to destroy Israel. There's no question. We need to believe dictators at this point. We need to say, dictator says it, that's what they want. If Putin wanted to go into Ukraine, he's willing to go into Ukraine. Iran does not want Israel to, establish, to remain as a state in that region. This will allow them to, to get a nuclear weapon faster, and it's, a, it's simply a bad deal. Trump went away from it, and what took place from that was other Arab nations like Bahrain, like UAE, Morocco, they joined into diplomatic relationships with Israel because America showed strength against Iran. It's, I mean, it's a fascinating concept that Israel now has diplomatic and trade relations with Arab countries because U.S. was strong against Iran. And that is what the JCPOA is. That's why we need to back away from this deal. And it's all going on in Vienna as we speak. And it's you know imminent that Biden might sign a deal with them. And you're going to see regional issues and regional conflict and other Arab nations scared 
from dealing with Israel because we, again, look weak against Iran, and we can't be in that position. Mm. Great insight. Uh, Representative Blake Moore, thanks for jumping on the line with us today. I know it's uh, heavy uh, back there, and there's a lot of moving parts, and we appreciate you giving us some of that perspective, some of that uh, encouragement in terms of what needs to come next. Thanks for joining us today. Always. Thank you, boy. Appreciate it. A lot of international headlines today. Appreciate uh, Representative Blake Moore helping us get behind the headlines down into the principles and the policies that we need to be thinking about to make sure we have security here at home and can help freedom be strong around the world. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.